Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Galarian. This is the Called Shot Podcast. <laughs> Greetings, crew, and welcome back to join us for our shenanigans. A um, couple things. First off, if you haven't joined us on Facebook, be sure you do. Uh, we've started a new weekend uh, event kind of thing where we put what's called buried treasure. And buried treasure can be anything from pirate history to things about our in-game you know, campaign setting, just all kinds of neat nifty facts to help expand your brain between episodes. So if you have any suggestions or things you want to hear about, anything like that, Drop us a line, let us know, so that way we can look up some information. Also, we would like to say a big thank you to Cosmic Crit for uh, inviting us to join them for some gameplay. We should have the link for that show up uh, very soon if it's not in there already, so go check out that episode. We had a lot of fun playing with them. Starfinder, hadn't played that before. If you want to check that out, pretty interesting. And now, welcome to episode 38, Bardroom Tales. So episode 38, here we are. You guys ready? Yes, let's get oh, this dirty. Yeah. Uh, so we left you guys off last week. You were dragging a dragon back to the boat. Yes, mm-hmm. you dropped him off at the boat. You oh, dressed we, said dragon. Yeah, we hung it. We strung it up like it's a whale that we call it in a whaling. <laughs> <laughs> the only ship in the entire harbor with a giant dragon corpse hanging from the yard arm. That's right. That should be I, building up some infamy, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll say. I think it would be a little <laughs> more true. unusual if we weren't the only ones with a dragon hanging. Yeah. At least I would hope so. And then you went back to the Pirate Hook Tavern to have some drinks. And I think we left off with uh, Fane lifting a glass to the heavens and saying something funny. Or... Nope. No, it wasn't probably funny. not. Could it was have just, just a cheers to the crew. That was just Matt. Yeah, it was just Matt <laughs> not saying things. <laughs> And so that's where we're at. You guys are doing what in this tavern? Sitting at a table? Dancing? Listening dancing to the DJ? Dancing on the table? Yeah. Hey, that sounds like Zagre to me. That's right. <laughs> I'm teaching my parrot to play dominoes. You should see the stare and the look I'm giving Valley right now. You're doing what? Teaching my parrot how to play dominoes. I bought him a little parrot hat, and now he's starting to play dominoes. He's a familiar. He's got... He's smarter <laughs> than Owlbear. He can certainly right? play dominoes. Uh, I, he can I do basic no math. Doubt. And I'm just Poor picturing... <laughs> I'm just picturing the scene of him, of the parrot, like with the beak, bending over, picking up a domino, waddling over, dropping the domino and using the beak to push it into place. Well, I figure what's really sad about this is it's probably beating Kitnick. <laughs> so, you know. It could be. I just want to see how a, uh, how a parrot's going to throw down when it gets 15 on it. Bam! <laughs> Walk with his little pimpling. That's right. I figure it grabs it in a talon and then just flies up off the table and just drops it. Probably. There we go. Um, okay, so Kitnick's playing dominoes with her parrot. Familiar. What are What are the rest of you guys doing? Well, Sebastian is going to have a drink or two, and then he has business to attend to. He's going to bid the rest of the group, you know. Farewell, I will see you back at the, uh, either here at the tavern or back at the ship shortly, unless uh, I see you somewhere in town until then. I've uh, We need to dispose of some of the items we've picked up, and now seems as opportune a time as any. Aye, aye. Yeah, we'll meet up here before we go to the dinner. Uh, about an hour beforehand. So eight-ish. Very well. Yeah, Sebastian walks out into the afternoon, I guess it is at this point. All right. So Sebastian, you are leaving the group behind in the tavern, drinking on their own. Where are you going? Well, first, Sebastian's going to return to the quartermaster stores, um, gather up all of the various bits and pieces of valuable junk that we've picked up as most of it's fairly small okay stuff like the harpoon and the bracers yeah and just like the silver ingots and the scrimshawed blade and just the various bits and bobs pieces uh that we collected on bone rack isle and whatnot Uh, and then he's gonna head for the market so as you were picking up the bits and pieces out of the uh storehouse you hear hello my friends cluck cluck to you is indeed but uh what's gonna do for you albert and he just kind of moves up next to you and like hits you on the shoulder with his head like thump are uh, you wanting to accompany me is that what uh you'd like to get off the ship for a while he nods vigorously eh, very well uh, do me a favor then if you could grab this chest we'll uh make carrying things a bit easier he just shrugs, bends over, picks up the chest that you were struggling to drag behind you with ease. Oh, he yeah. uh, <laughs> gives himself a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> Lays an egg. <laughs> and so you head out the ship. Uh, Owlbear right behind you carrying a treasure chest. Uh, typical pirate style treasure chest. 
you uh you head to Free Trade Square where you talk to several different vendors. Basically, you're having to spend the rest of the afternoon selling your wares in order to sell all of these little pieces you have. So you spend the rest of the time uh, doing anything specific? As far as the actual selling goes, no. Following that, Sebastian's okay. going to find out, a t- seek out a tailor. He needs some new clothes. So after you sell everything, how much do you actually make? 10,445 gold pieces. Sebastian is going to count out the gold, put 10,000 back in the chest, lock it. We only made 10,000. The other 445 has uh, quietly disappeared into his pouches. Going into Sebastian's pockets. Uh, For the time I- being. Owlberry goes, and he's like, kind of nodding at you like, please, me? He'll, he'll pass, uh, pass Owlbear about 15 gold. And he Give just, a nice... he makes a lip zipping motion and throws away the key. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, my friend. Feather your nest with that a little bit, eh? And he puts it away in his pocket. He picks up the treasure chest and follows you. Where are you headed to next? You know, as long as we're here, Sebastian's going to see if there's a nice, this is a fairly large city. There's an embassy and whatnot. Sebastian's going to see if there's a nice tailor, particularly maybe a Chelish tailor somewhere in uh, okay. the market area. As you wander around, you can definitely tell the Chelish people in the area. They're here for a specific purpose. They are working at the embassy, most likely. And everybody in town typically gives them a wider berth. You don't see them talking to many people outside of merchants and specific people they are doing business with. So, and they're also dressed a little nicer than everybody else. They walk around with their nose in the air. They feel they're better than As everybody else in this pirate town. Eh, Chelish are not known for being a pleasant people. And you find where the Chelish people are mostly hanging out. Uh, it's at Binbao's wheelhouse. Okay. Um, and once you kind of like make your way inside, you take the time and talk to a bartender. He points you to a tailor that the rest of the Chelish use. Excellent. You head there, you walk in the door, and it is full of cloth, some of the finest Chalaxian fabric that you can find, as well as from Assyrian and farther north. Okay. Uh, first thing Sebastian's going to do is a disguise check. Okay, before you walk in? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it doesn't really make a difference. Disguise also covers uh, mimicry okay. and changing your accent and that sort of thing. Oh, this will be fun. All right, so you find a phone booth. <laughs> you walk in. Give me your uh, disguise check. for uh, 18. All right, so 18 on your disguise. Mostly, Sebastian's, he's simply pulling up his sleeves, covering up his tattoos, and he completely drops the Verizian accent. Oh, this will be fun. It's gone. Okay. And he's replaced it with a uh, faint Chelish accent from Kintargo, one of the cities to the North, actually fairly close to the Verizian area. So not just a Chalaxian accent, a specific city of a Chalaxian well, accent. Well, specifically because it has, it's close to the Verizian border, so a little bit of crossover with the accent in case he messes up is not out of the ordinary. You've thought about this between sessions, I absolutely okay. have. <laughs> All right. Uh, so give it to me. What You walk in, what do you say? Friend, my name is Cassius Hadrianus. How are you today? I am fine. Ah, well, I need, I find myself at uh, short ends and I have a appointment at the embassy this afternoon. I was hoping I might get a set of clothes made or at least tailored to fit. What business do you have at the embassy? I am a pet account of House Henderthane. I am here to, uh, I am largely in the region looking for new mining uh, areas for weapons manufacture, but the ship I was sailing on, the uh, Flegthon's Gift, was attacked and sunk. I found my way here with a crew of ruffians, but I find myself, well, as you can see, not entirely presentable to meet with the ambassador. And now he's going to do his sense motive check. Let's see if he finds out if anything's up. Can I make an opposed bluff? You've already done it with your disguise. Okay. So he goes, House Hinderthane? Hinderthane. And out of character, they're a one of the major houses of Cheliax uh, that has a bunch of sub houses and they are well known for being the weapons merchants for the empire. The best part of a lie is when it has a little bit of truth. Correct. Okay. So house, he just looks at you and goes house Hinderthane. Indeed. So you need new clothes. Yes. You are a bit uh, ragged around the edges. Yes. I am ashamed to say so, but I by no means wish to present myself to the ambassador this way. Very well then. 
uh, a new suit of clothes for you. Indeed. Tin gold. Ah, well, I may be able to, but that will definitely put me short. Can I get you to bill it to the embassy and therefore through House Hinderthane? House Hinderthane. Indeed. Very well. Uh, I suspect that you have a letter from the embassy to requisition this request? Uh, I normally I would carry a letter from House Hinderthane covering all such expenses, but it was lost in the attack. Uh, I am sure I can convince the ambassador that uh, a fine business such as yourself deserves uh, consideration for this, of course. That is most unfortunate. Uh, when is your meeting? Uh, it is uh, tomorrow afternoon. Very well, then. If you have time this evening, maybe you can go and talk to them about another new letter. Then I would be more than happy to put it on their charge account. I have a small amount of gold, but I do need the clothes probably beforehand. Very Uh, well. I will get to work on them. Uh, Bring me the letter tomorrow or the tin gold and we'll make the transaction. Very well, my friend. Thank you. Sebastian will walk out just sort of muttering, well, it was worth a shot. (laughs) (laughs) And... So about this time, it's getting close to time to meet the group back, and then we're going to cut back in time, because Sebastian just took the whole afternoon to sell things. <laughs> then he went and talked to a tailor, and now we're going to take it back. What is the group doing right after Sebastian left? Thane's going to order uh, hot water with salt, a couple of limes and lemons, and talk to the waitress. Uh, she kind of looks at you, kind of crooked-eyed. All that you have. All of the hot water we have, and lemons and limes. And what's your name? Uh, my name is Wendy. Uh, you're my waitress today. <laughs> <laughs> very, 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 very well. And, and you are? My name is Fane, and he's trying to use the bardic ability to fascinate, to kind of hold her attention. Okay. And so you're going to do a roll, and then she gets a will save? Will save, yeah. Okay. F. Yeah, no way. Okay, so she's just fascinated, staring, listening to me the whole time. Okay. If anybody's ordering anything, I order it for him because she's not really paying attention. Oh, right. So she is totally focused on you. And she asks, well, would you like me to bring you the water now? Anybody else need anything? Nah, I got somewhere to be. Okay. You're bringing him all the water. Can I have all the ale? <laughs> she looks at Master Fang. One at a time. One ale. They better be big ones. <laughs> Lots of hot water with salt and lemon and lime. And for the other one? Uh, I'll, I'll take some, some mead and a couple crackers. Very well, then. <laughs> Get Nick one a cracker. And she walks away. And Zugray, you said you had somewhere to be? Yeah, Zugray's going to go back to the ship, take some of that time that Sebastian uh, was, was off, and he's going to try and dress the Dragonelle. So we have really the only thing he's concerned with right now is trying to skin it so that we can get the skin for it. The rest of it has been claimed, but that's, that's got time. Okay. So you've drained the blood. You get the skin prepared. Yes. So you're storing the blood for Sebastian for later. You get the skin ready to go. How long do you think that would take? A couple hours? Uh, I don't know. Three hours? Four hours? Yeah, it's a come. huge dragon. Survival check? Let's do a survival check. All right. We also have people that are still on the ship that could probably help you, too. Very true. I do have that. And then they can speed up doing the whole the butchering or whatever right. else we're going to be doing. Make a red so. crawl inside to do the gutting. <laughs> so that's a 20. Okay. Yeah, so that wouldn't be any problem at all. You spend a few hours, you tell the rest of the crew what they need to be doing. Uh, you get them well on the way, and you know it'll be done relatively soon. Okay. I'm going to take a small patch, just like just a few inches across, and take that back into the bar, go up to the bartender, and say, slap it down directly <laughs> on the table, splat. <laughs> a little blood trickles down the bar. <laughs> I got a whole lot of this. I got to sell it. Where could I go? A uh, bartender kind of looks at it and goes, hmm, iguana skin? Dragon skin. Oh, you, that's right. I remember seeing the fight now. Um, dragons, dragons. And he kind of just drums his fingers on the bar top a little bit. He reaches over, pours himself a drink, pours you a drink, <laughs> puts so. the bar back. For that, I would talk to Paulus. He has an herbitarium just down the right from here. Herbitarium? Yeah. You know, iguanas and reptiles and weird, stinky creatures. He's a weird, weird, weird man. Herp, not herb. Herp. Oh, Herbitarium. Herp- Herbitarium. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. With a puh. <laughs> All right. Great. And so Zugray will scoop up the little bit and he will 
pay twice what the the drink there costs. Thank you. And I will start heading towards the herpetarium. <laughs> herpetarium. That's not even a real word. <laughs> Is that a snake jail? It's part of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and so you make your way down. You find many other businesses on your left as you head towards the uh, towards the herpetarium. And when you get there, it's obvious that Bef- you have made it. Before I get there, you said sure. that there are other goblins who are around the city. Sure, they're mostly working the dock as longshoremen. There's two, three, maybe three of them. Okay, so once again, Zugger is going to walk without his cloak over his head to try and kind of get a handle on how people in the city treat goblins sure. when they're just out and about. If it's someone finer dressed, one of the chelish, they probably would give you a wide berth and throw their nose up in the air and completely ignore you. That's fine. If it's another longshoreman, especially ones that have worked with the other goblins, they kind of just nod and. You're just another human. You're just another person being on the docks with them. And it ranges between those two reactions. Those are all, those are all acceptable reactions. Okay. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, Chelisher throwing their nose up, they wouldn't give you the time of day, but most, not many people really scream and run. That's, that's really what I was checking for. I was expecting, you know, given Zugray's penchant for song, we were going to end up with another tribe of goblins. There was going to be a West Side Story style goblin <laughs> gang fight. When you're a dark hook, you're a dark hook all the way. <laughs> So you walk down to the Herpotorium, and uh, you see a sign hanging out front, and it's covered in moss. And just under the moss, you can see the words, policies. Oh, that's right. You don't read. You see moss, and you see figures underneath the moss. Don't look too close. But you ignore it completely. That's right. Then you enter the door, and the little bell tinkles. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. Except it's more of a click, 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 because it's a wooden bell. And you uh, hear a din of reptilian growls, clicks, whirs, purrs. The walls are covered in wooden cages. Some of them have uh, small holes carved into the sides. Some are big, some are small. And you see rows of cages fill the interior. So the entire outside walls are covered in cages. And then anywhere there's empty space to create aisles are more cages. Neat. Uh, a few of the larger cages at the bottom have thick wooden bars, and there are several exotic creatures from multicolored pythons and other snakes to reptiles of other makes, iguanas, that sort of thing. Uh, you can also smell dung and musk, whatever reptilian musk would smell like. And then on the small counter on the right side of the door as you walk in is a man that is easily six foot six in height, and he is inspecting a rather large reptile. And he looks up at you and says, hello, 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 hello. Come in. Welcome to my herpetorium. Uh, are you here to make a donation? Absolutely not. Well, okay then. Uh, maybe to have a small snake looked at. Uh, no. What? Uh, I, then, then what brings you here? All right. So I, uh, I just recently came into contact with and slaps down the dragon skin on the counter and goes, a lot of dragon skin. <gasps> He kind of is taken back, and he kind of looks at it and goes, and he takes a deep breath. I've been working on this. Death is not the end, necessarily. <laughs> it's okay. It's a natural part of life, buddy. Right. It's just tough for me. I work to save these reptiles. I work very hard to save their life. And as he finishes that, you hear a door kind of open and then slut shut. Over on your left, you can see a door heading to what could be a back room. And you see a small, she's a little pale, uh, but light-colored hair, uh, a gnome walk in. And she just kind of nods, goes over to one of the cages, pulls out a small, medium-sized snake, and goes back to the back room. I respect what you're doing with that, but uh, this, if it makes you feel any better, this was attacking us, and it would not, absolutely not stop until we killed it. So. I did hear about that attack. That's just absolutely awful. I have no idea. Uh, I, maybe I could have saved him, but it's much too late now, thanks to you. So, uh, what do you want to do with this? Well, I know skinning, but I don't know preparing. I hear that you can make a lot of armor out of this. And he just kind of gulps. <laughs> you can, yes, make armor out of beautiful dragons, yes. Well, it's way better than wearing a whole bunch of hunks of metal all over, yes, so that's what I'd like to do. Very well, then. Um, I don't know anybody in town. However, I have heard of one in Port Peril. Port Peril? That's what His name is Yenar. Yenar. Rockhead. Rockhead. He is a fantac- 
Fantacular? Fantabulous? We'll go with that. <laughs> Phenomenal? And he just kind of lists through several different other versions of that. Yes, so he is really good at making dragon armor. When I do, unfortunately, come across a corpse, I send them to him. Okay. He typically pays fairly well for large corpses. Zucker is going to kind of glance around this store. You know, I'm not going to really be in Port Peril anytime soon, so I'm just going to have a lot of skin stinking up my boat. But you know what I could use? Yes. I could use a watchdog. A watchdog? Okay, watch snake, watch lizard, watch critter. And about that time, you notice uh, the reptile that he was inspecting up on the table to the right kind of like turns around. And this reptile is fully six feet long with the tail. So he's a medium-sized creature, but rows of teeth, but very intelligent-looking eyes. And uh, so what is it? Is it... Uh, like a quadruped, is it? It's not a reptile. It is a quadruped. You walked around on all fours. A little bit of feathers here and there, especially around the arms. Uh, but it's not a reptile that you recognize. So give me a knowledge nature. An 18. 18. You recognize it as a Trudon. Trudon. Which is a descendant of the dinosaur family. Okay. All right. As opposed to a fake Don? Uh, yes. All right, and we're moving on <laughs> swiftly. Nice. This is False Don, my True Don. <laughs> Call him Foe. He and Paulus just kind of looks at you, and he goes, "No, no, I don't think I have anything here at all that would fit that category. Uh, maybe, maybe a large python, but he's not. I don't have any for sale." Zuggery is going to kind of look the True Don in the eye, and he's going to cast Speak with Animals. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. Still more talkative than Albert. Very true. So, uh, how you like it here? Uh, okay. Wouldn't you like it better if you were out free to roam and do whatever you wanted and had your own nest? Uh, what's free? If you weren't stuck in this big building. Oh, uh, I have been in here a long time. And he just kind of looks up. <laughs> so yeah wouldn't you like that better yes what's it like outside oh it's great man there's a lot of sun and there's a lot of water and there's a lot of wind and there's lots of things to get in trouble with and so you're actually having to speak with this thing correct right Zugray's having to like jump around side to side and chatter at this thing so paula sees all this happening right yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a visible effect. To right, so it's not like a missile thing where you're just communicating telepathically. <laughs> where he's just it's... giving it this strange eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Paula sees you communicating with the Trudon. He casts a spell. It is also speak with animal. And he cuts in on the last part of the uh, conversation with you describing the sun and the stars and all that fun stuff. And so you notice him casting the spell, and uh, now okay. he seems to be paying attention. Is really quickly, is speak with animals only a druid spell? I don't know about only. Primarily, I don't know if it's only either. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure wizards and sorcerers and other people can cast it as well. But you can, you can make the assumption that this is also a druid with the moss on the windows <laughs> and the wooden bell at the door. And Okay, so in that case, in druidic... Which is a special language only druids know. Exactly. Upon threat of death, do they teach anybody else? Zugray is going to look at Paul's and go, I think this little guy would work great. And he responds with, ah, you are of the circle. I am. I'm the greatest pirate and the greatest druid. And humble, I see. <laughs> you wish to purchase Trudy? Yeah, that'd be great. I'll make you a bargain. I'll trade you a dragon skin for it. Deal. Like, he doesn't even think about it. He's like, <laughs> I'm not usually in the process of selling my reptiles, but for the option of selling your dragon skin or keeping Trudy around. I will make the trade. All right. So uh, let me go run back to the ship and I'll figure out how to get it is real big. So this is going to take me a bit. I believe we have a deal. So as long as you can bring him back when I have possession of the dragon skin, you may acquire Trudy. Trudy, is that okay with you? Uh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. See both of you in a bit. And Zugray jumps off and dashes just pell-mell for the ship. Boom, hits the door on the way out, tumbles through it, kind of like scrabbles on the ground, gets up and I'm runs. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. 
<laughs> and we're going to cut back. <laughs> cut, cut back to the tavern. Now, uh, who's left at the tavern? It's Fane, Ark, and Kitnick. Ark, what are you doing now? I like to think by this point, I'm playing dominoes with a parrot, and I'm getting my ass handed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, he got to play the winner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, parrot, you have met your equal. But I also don't think he would know dominoes, so he's just, like, putting these plaques down, like, okay. <laughs> right. That's fair. And I can picture the parrot shake its head no, pushes it back. <laughs> can't play that piece there. It's trying to teach you how to play dominoes. Yes, right. And I'm just sitting here drinking. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the parrot sigh. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I feel there's a little squawk in there. Yeah. Oh, man. And so, Ark, <laughs> deeply engrossed in this uh, domino game, you hear from behind you, Ark, stand up. And he stands up, doesn't even think about it, just stands straight up. <laughs> in the commanding voice that you hear, it would make sense that you would do so. You turned around to face that voice, and you get a full-on slap in the face. Uh, it's a Friday night, I see. And it's with the heel of a hand. Did he have a girlfriend we didn't know about? I was going to say, this usually happens to Sebastian. It's the port. <laughs> you take six points of subdual. Oh my god. Right Whoa. <laughs> on the spot. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> does he lose a tooth? Uh, I would imagine the tooth probably does skitter across the floor. So probably, you yeah. what happens when you get hit this hard, what does Art do? Uh I would imagine that he would almost start to rage just because mm-hmm. he's probably been he's probably had a barrel of beer. You know what I mean? And out of nowhere just getting slapped. So he turns back and just looks to see who who the hell would slap him like that? You recognize it immediately, and when you heard the voice, you knew who it was. Yeah. It's your sister, Beck. Oh. From a very, very long time ago. How long have you been away from home at this point? Uh, it has been effectively about a month and a half. So about six weeks or so? Yeah, and I wasn't expected to be gone that long. I should have only been gone for maybe two weeks at the most. She stares at you. Your sister, Beck. I flew in when I heard there was an ulfin in this area. And I find you playing dominoes with a parrot? Ah, what can I say, sis? It's just like the good old times. Unacceptable. And she grabs you fully on behind your head, fist full of hair, and she drags you out of the bar. Do you resist? (laughs) At this point, Fang goes, whoa, 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 hey. What? You forgot your tooth. (laughs) (laughs) He'll take it, plop it back in. Uh, yeah, you might want to remind him he's got to be back before Eight o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> before dinner. Good luck, buddy. I'll try to be back. <laughs> An unlikely as she drags you out of the bar. She drags you two, three, four houses down into a building, up the stairs, thump, 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 <laughs> slams open the door, throws you up against the wall. What? Tell me. Explain. You should be trying to get back to your family. You have left us to die. What is your excuse? I, you, I, uh, I, I can't lie to you. You know this, sister. Right? I, uh, I got trapped on an island. Um, unfortunately, the rest of the raiding crew have perished. Oh, the great Ark. The one who is going to save our family. A great raider. You lost your entire crew? Well, I mean, there's a first for everything, right? Unacceptable. So now you're here. Why are you not trying to get back home? I have some other matters to attend to. They're not necessarily of your business. Oh, everything is my business when it comes to you, Ark. Well, when you put it that way... Your father, lying on his deathbed. I assumed he would recover. He has not. Yet, he was waiting for his son to return with the goods of his raid. The entire clan is starving. And I see you're wasting your time here, chastising me as always, instead of helping out. Oh, there's Ark all over again. Trying to turn it around. No, no, no. We're here to talk about you and the raiding party that you lost. How did you come this far south? Well, I was abandoned on the island. There were Grindylows that attacked the ship, and unfortunately, it was pulled apart. And then everybody in the raiding group, they completely died. They, they turned undead, and so I had to relieve them of that. 
Grindy died. <laughs> what was that? I don't know if they completely died. <laughs> yeah, they were only mostly dead. <laughs> At least when we found you. So, explain to me how you wound up in the south. You should have come no farther south than maybe Riddleport. And you're here in Blood Cove? Well, I was picked up by the pirates. Some of them were at the bar that you saw, the, the ones I was playing dominoes with. I am... Ark, I don't understand. You're here. I... How is Katya? Oh. She's doing well. She is taking to her um, newfound powers quite well. How well? Has she turned? Just once. And I still have time. And she, her eyes just go squinty red. You see the rage that is within you build up within her. And she goes, excuse me? I am not here just for the clan. I, I realized the clan was starving, but I was hoping Father could recover in time to be able to provide. Katya does not want what she's becoming, and you know this. She's not like us. I was trying to find a way to cure her. And at that, the rage dissipates. We will get to the reason why you were this far south very soon. But your right should not have been Katya. Should have been me or you to become the new weapon of the clan. Trust me, I would much rather it have been me. I have been looking forward to this my whole life. Something along the lines of that power... I could have been the next leader of the clan. But it's not you. It is her destiny now. And so why are you this far south? I've been tracking the werewolf that caused her to become what she is. And I lost him near the forest next to our home. Unfortunately, when I got stranded on the island, I had no way off. And I came across a little gnome. And... She has somehow led me to more of the same portals that he was able to escape through. So the, I'm hoping to find... The one with the parrot? Yes, the one with the parrot. Very well, then. If you think she can help you find the one who turned Katya, find him, kill him, and return home. I, I'm also collecting lots and lots of pirate gold to be able to fund all of the clan members so I can buy food instead of having to kill for it. I will take care of the family for now, Ark. But don't forget your responsibilities. I'll don't, I won't forget. Just give me time. And you know I don't have much of it. It will require me lying a little bit to Mother. But for our sister, I will do this. I appreciate that, Beck. And she just sighs. And she pulls out a small scroll. A case. I don't know who you're traveling with, but find someone who can use this. When you have news of the werewolf being dead... Message me immediately. Of course. Perhaps someday we can be the famous twin werewolves and lead the clan together. The North will know no stronger force than that. And she reaches out her hand. I assume you reach up, you grab it, forearm, oh, yeah. hand to forearm. She pulls you up, hits you in the jaw lightly. <laughs> you only take one point of subdual damage. <laughs> he passes out. <laughs> Fun. Uh, you are a weak one, brother. Ah, as you always remind me, I'm two seconds behind you. Yes, yes you were. So listen to your older sister, and all will be well. I can do that. Very well, I assume you need to rejoin your companions? Yes, I don't want them to know anything is up just quite yet. They know as much as they need to at the moment. Very well, but I heard you needed to return at 8 o'clock. You have time to have a few drinks with your sister before you leave? Oh, I can make time. They don't need me that badly. And she grins widely, and we're going to cut there with you two slugging back plenty of drinks in the uh, tavern downstairs. So we'll go back to the bar, find out what Fane, Kitnick are doing. And Tortuga. And Tortuga. Yeah. Ah, Tortuga. Don't ever forget Tortuga. Tortuga. They're playing dominoes. <laughs> of right? course. Duh. Fane has kept every glass that we've used for drinks so far. How many do you have? I don't know, a dozen. Oh, wow. And yeah. a couple of very large ones. From Mark. Yeah, from Ark. Yeah. Mark. Building yeah. a pyramid. Yeah, well, sort I figure, of. I figure Ark, yeah. they just brought him a pony keg with a handle on it. Right. Yeah. That's what I was imagining. Like, I was <laughs> carrying around on my shoulder, you know? <laughs> Strong, I don't, I don't even have to lift hats. anything at that point. You know, I just <laughs> lean my chin over and, like, hit the button, and it spews it in my mouth. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I can almost imagine Tortuga being bored with dominoes now. Mm-hmm. Learn the game, master the game, beats everybody around it. Yeah. I'll have to teach him how to play poker. Yeah. Fane's taking a couple of silver pieces, like a dozen at a time, and using prestidigitation to keep them spinning on the table. Just entertaining himself. Wow. Talks to Wendy. You know, how long have you been working here? Yeah. Just that kind of stuff. Just schmooze yeah. with her. And then chart in person. <laughs> Dirty. Is this how Fane operates when he gets to a port? We'll see. Using his bardly charms. Okay. Uh, charm person will save again? Yeah, DC 16. Yeah, no. Okay. So she fails that. So she finds you to be her best friend. Yes. As she sits down and she begins spilling her guts about a friend of hers who, and she just goes down the whole line of who her friend has slept with. I needed a drink. Up oh, there. Oh, right. And she goes to get another drink. (laughs) And your friend's name. (laughs) Um, And at this point, he's probably gargling the salt water. Gargling salt water while you drink? No, he's not drinking anything. He's not drinking. He's just collecting the glasses everybody else is using. So Fane is still stone cold sober. Fane does not actually drink. Interesting. He drank when he had to as part of the the ruse, but he doesn't drink. Prefers not to. That's why he passed out with one shot of rum. (laughs) (laughs) in the very beginning yeah okay so while you guys are doing your things to kind of kill time until time to meet uh with itesh in storms connor door flings open big huge feather hat on his head he walks up to kitnik and says so kitnik you remember when i was telling you about mythanar leah mythanar leonaris yeah i've I've kind of been looking for her him person oh it's definitely her Okay, yes. And then they weren't where they were supposed to be, and now I've come here to look for So yes, I am very well acquainted with this name. Connor kind of side-eyes Fane, leans over a little bit to Kitnick, says, well, she is definitely here, and I can take you to her if you'd like. Captain, I'll be back. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Come on, Tortuga. Let me keep your glasses. And so the two of you get up, you uh, go leave the bar together, and as... Connor is leading the way. It's the same path as Zugray took earlier. And about the time you get three houses down, Zugray, you see him just like fall out of a door, <laughs> brush his knees off, get up and start hauling ass back down the docks directly towards you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's gone. Me. He's halfway to the boat by this point. I never understand that guy. <laughs> So, okay, so, Connor, how do you know she's here? I know she's here because she's family. Wait a minute. You, you failed to mention that part. Well, it wasn't really Germain at the time. <laughs> to be fair, I just said I knew her, which is true. I do know her because she's me aunt. Oh, convenient. What else have I not heard yet? Oh, there's so much to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so you see, you see the same sign that Zugray saw earlier, except this time you guys actually read it. So moss-colored sign, and it says Paulus's Herpetarium, and there's a snake wrapped around all of the letters. A live snake? No. Okay. Wooden carved <laughs> snake, yes. Uh, so you open the door, you hear the tinkle of a wooden bell just above your head, and uh, there's a man, six foot tall, uh, there working... Uh, away at a snake on the little table to the right of the door. He turns around when he hears you enter and goes, Oh, hello. Welcome to Paulus's Herpetarium. Um, Are you here for a donation? Aye, we are. We are? We are. And Connor gives gives Kit the eye and the nod. We are. Oh, we are. And starts patting down her pockets and (laughs) finally finds her little bag of coins. It's like, what am I donating to? Just so I know. Oh. Uh, well, hi, my name is Paulus, and I take care of snakes and reptiles if I find them hurt or need rehabilitation, or I, sometimes I do some other things on the side, like help little goblins find armors. But uh, mostly I take care of snakes and reptiles. Oh, okay, well, here you go. And I'm going to just go ahead and give him a coin, okay. put my bag back in my pocket. All right. He says, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. And he bites into the coin. How much is this coin worth? It's a gold coin. He, and he, ah, and, oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you very much. 
and he just reaches over and drops a coin into the donation box. You're, you're welcome. Cheers, mate. Uh, we're looking for Mythanara Leonaris. Oh, uh, you're looking for Mythy. And he squaddles off to the back room, opens the door, and goes, Mythy, there's some people out here looking for you. And then she walks out, and again, you see a lightly colored gnome. She was apparently at one point extremely bright red, but now she's faded more to a very light, very light pink. As she gets into the main room, she sees Connor. Connor! Andre! It's so good to see you! And they both give each other a huge hug. Oh, you'll have to tell me all about your adventures. How have you been? Uh, I've been better, but, but things are getting good now. Oh, it's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, I haven't heard from you in months. Where have you been? Uh, I've been stuck on a ship, but uh, okay. that, that's starting to change. Uh, actually, I've been on the ship with, uh, with the lady here, Kitnick. 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 So you sail with Connor then? Kit's just kind of looking at her. Um, I, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Y- yes. Yes. I, I, I sail with Con- Con- Connor. <laughs> and uh, Mithy just kind of looks at Connor like, what's going on? So. Kitnick here, she's looking for information about the First World. And I told her, if there's anybody that I know that would have any info about that, it'd be you. And Mithy just kind of, her eyes get big, but then they kind of fade away as she kind of thinks back. And she just kind of looks at you, Connor, and goes, Connor, you know I have tried for years to forget anything about that. I know, and if it wasn't important, I wouldn't be asking you. But Kit really needs some information. Maybe we should go to the back room to discuss this. You follow her to the back. She gets back there, and Paulus is there, kind of leaned up against the counter while he waits for you to finish, and he kind of looks up. Paulus, would you mind uh, giving my friends and I some privacy for just a few minutes? Uh, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. And he kind of like puts some tools away, and then he scurries out the front door, leaving the whole building to just you three. Uh, looks at Mithy just... Kind of confused. So Kitnick is your name, correct? Mm-hmm. What would you like to know about the first world? First, are you okay? Yes. Why do you ask? You're a little pale. Oh, you're one of those bright gnomes. That's all gnomes are supposed to be. This is true. That's why I'm concerned. Yes. Because you're not. I have gone through the terrible thing known as the bleaching. Fortunately for me, even though most gnomes die from this affliction, many, many years ago, uh, Connor helped me find my way out of the bleaching. And I was able to find the will to live. Connor knows this, but he, uh, he found me deep in the Sargavan jungle. We, I had been working with a friend or two trying to save some reptiles and we were making great progress and then I lost one and I fell into a deep depression. Uh, it lasted for many, many, many months and then it drug into years. And that's when I went through the bleaching. I assume, since you're asking about this, as well as the first world, that you or someone you know is going through the bleaching. Yes. And I think they're a little too far to, to bring back by other means. So that's why I really, I need to find a way to get to the first world and get them there. So you have never been to the first world? No, but I saw it. Well, a portal to it. Briefly. Mm. As I went running across a muddy field. Saw wagons? Yeah. Well, obviously then, one of the many ways to get through the first world is to find what I assume you found is the witch's market. Mm-hmm. And they open their own portal here and there. Where spots are weak in our realm. You can find magicians and magic users that have and possess great magic. And they are able to shift you into the first world. Uh, That's how my friends and I were able to get there and back. And I was able to find my will to live. I've heard rumors of a third way. Have you ever heard of a witch's coin? Not that I'm aware of. Again. It's only rumors, but I've heard of coins like that finding their way into people's pockets. And uh, it provides a one-way portal to the witch's market. 
And typically, if you find one of those in your pocket, then the witch's market may be looking for you. What do they look like? Never seen one. I've never used one. I would assume each one is different, maybe personal to the person who found it. But if you do find one, and if the rumors are true, then they are one-time use only. You use it, creates a portal, you walk through, you come back, and then the coin will never work for you again. Probably find someone new. That's good to know. I hadn't heard of that. So, so as far as these friends that helped you get there, is there any, anyone that maybe I could find and talk to that could help me? And he, she just sighs deeply and says, most of them were humans. They've moved on long ago. Oh. Uh, the rest have, will either not be of use to you or have disappeared. However, you have a ship. You sail with Connor? Yes. I would go to Port Peril. I would assume magic users of adequate power would be there. I did have a contact in Port Peril before yes. I was shanghai So maybe I guess I should go talk to them again. Is there anything else I can tell you? Or no, you at least give me hope. Well, I appreciate that. Who is it that you know is going through the bleaching? My mother. My thoughts are with her. I wish you the greatest luck in assisting your mother. It's truly awful. Thank you. But now I at least have hope and some direction. Okay. And for that, I am thankful. So thank you very much. It was very nice to meet you. You are welcome. Connor, she is a very lovely lady. I hope the two of you become great friends. I've no doubt. She kind of smiles. Connor gives a big old <laughs> wink. <laughs> uh, Connor, Tails, I must hear your stories. Kidnick, would you like a drink? Thank you, but I think I'm going to head back to the, uh, the tavern. I need to make sure that... Our captain isn't getting into too much trouble with his salt water and wench. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's never a dull moment with these guys. Uh, but Connor, I will, I will see you later. Sure thing. Cheers, right. darling. Thank you so much. And I'm going to go out the door, followed slowly, you know, by my very curious parrot who's looking around at all these weird things in the store, like a feathered reptile that he's really not very sure about. <laughs> So we're going to leave and head back. And so, Fane, you are sitting by yourself in the bar. What are you doing? I've got the coins spinning. I've got the lights going in the air. He's probably uh, kind of humming a tune, and he's using the glasses to reverberate to mimic the sounds and the, the, the music that he's humming. He looks at Wendy and kind of, did you know over 20 years ago I was able to kill a man with a word? <gasps> I believe it. For you, Fane, yes! And he uses a word strike on a glass. Just <laughs> quick, uh, just a quick quip word. And he, uh, I'll pay for that. Oh, and he continues oh no, to, no, no. I'll take care of it out of my paycheck, Fane. For you, anything. Well, if you insist. With her big enemy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he continues to sing and do the, you know, the, the, the big oh, show and story and things like that. As he waits for the crew to come in. Fane, you're so wonderful. <laughs> your My talents are wasted hero. here. Maybe you should join us on our ship. <gasps> no. <laughs> the Fane train grows. <laughs> can you cook? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I can. I know how to do beans. And more beans. Salted fish? No. <laughs> but beans. But beans I got. Legumes. <laughs> And so as you're sitting there spinning your coins, who's the first one back? Me. Kidnick? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I, I headed pretty much straight back. And of course, he didn't notice me. He was flirting. Of course. So I'm, yeah. I'm Typical just, fame. Just going to hang out there with, Concentrating. with Tortuga. Uh-huh. Your story, you tell however you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Sebastian will probably show up next. After getting done in the marketplace, he'll uh, swing by the ship with Owlbear, drop off the chest of gold and Smart. lock it up. Probably. Walk into the bar with Albert, just slap him on the shoulder and send him towards the bar, and then Ba-ba-ba. make his way over. He walks Indeed, up to the bartender. It means he wants an ale. <laughs> and then walk over to Fane. Fane's spinning coins. Who's next? Zugray is going to be at the boat. He's going to be getting the dragon skin together, get that ready. Uh, 
keep it separate from all of the parts of the dragon we're actually keeping. Right. And he's going to look for Brock. Yes. Brock, tomorrow I'm going to need you to help me carry this uh, into the city. We're getting rid of it. Uh, does the captain approve this? He's totally fine with it. Uh, well, very well then. <laughs> all right. See you then. Okay. In, in the morning, little creature. And Zugray will hustle towards the tavern. Bye, bye, Zug. See you later. <laughs> and so you got Fane sitting there spinning some coins. Sebastian's at the bar with Owlbear drinking a little bit. Kitnick's still in the corner with her parrot playing dominoes now. Oh, we're just going to people watch for a little while. going to people watch. Yeah. Love it. Zugray busts through the door. What does Zugray do? Burst through the door. He's kind of like an overexcitable dog. He just bursts through the door and leaps onto the table that Fane's there. So probably cups and coins go scattering. <laughs> He's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Quite the entrance. <laughs> he kind of glances around really quickly, realizes Ark's not there. Okay, I'm not the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and so how does Ark make his entrance? Uh, I like to think that he just burst down the door with his sister. They're probably leaning up against each other. It's like a three-legged race, you know, with their legs <laughs> untied. And yeah. uh, he, he slaps her on the back. Ah, Rebecca. It's, it's a sweet name, isn't it? She goes by Beck because she thinks it's too sweet. Friends. <laughs> This is my sister. Sister, I work with these people. <laughs> and she throws you to the ground with that one leg trip that you know people do, especially with arms around like that. But she's a little too drunk, falls down on top of you, roll over twice. She pops up and goes, don't forget, little brother, two seconds older. I am the big sister. Listen to me. And she throws her arms <laughs> in the air, flexes some muscles. It performs for everybody in front, and she goes directly to the bar. Yeah, and uh, I like, just to give you guys an image, she's literally me without a beard, because we're <laughs> twins, so. Well, she has a, a shirt, though, right? Yeah, oh, yes, she's, she's clothed. <laughs> that's a much worse mental image than I had initially, so. Thank goodness she's wearing her armor, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody is well met. Fane, what do you do now? Um, we need to get going. All right, we have about an hour to get there, and I think some of us need to get changed. <laughs> Why? We're going to a very ritzy party. Are you saying I'm not fancy? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> at least clean your armor. And he'll walk up to his sister at the bar and just say, Sister, it was great seeing you. I will see you soon, and I will not forget my purpose. I'm headed back tonight. Fly safe. And so everybody gathers up. You begin walking out of the door. One, two, three, four. Five of you. As Sebastian, as he's getting up from the bar, gestures the bartender over and says, you see the large Olsen woman over there? Mm-hmm. She's got the tab. And then he just turns <laughs> and walks out. Ark hears this and loves it. He <laughs> oh, we will just window wipe right out of this scene and pick up again next week, everybody. Uh, <laughs>